0: see matters. It is transfer deadline day and uh, as broken by uh, Liam Kennedy at Newcastle World today. Newcastle United have completed the signing of 19-year-old striker Santiago Munoz. Wow. That's uh, a big build-up there, Liam, but uh, a bit of an anti-climax.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just a bit. Uh, I don't think it's the kind of signing everyone or the kind of deadline day everyone was hoping for, but it's been a really strange... Uh, day behind the scenes in Newcastle United by all accounts Um, so yeah, I'm free to take as many questions as possible Um, show's going to be a little bit shorter tonight because everyone will probably understand that I'm really quite busy at the moment Um, didn't expect to be Um, if you'd come to us two hours ago I was expecting to be sort of feet up, business closed but things seem to have moved on a little bit um, behind the scenes in recent times whether that's enough time for them to get any deals done, we're talking about for for a bit hours now to the end of of the window I would still suspect um I think it would I think they're hard pushed to get anything done this late um but I do think that they're trying but I'm saying this and running through in my head um how many transfer window deadline days have we been where it's like well we tried but We couldn't get this over the line. It could have been another one of those days, potentially. But I've got to be honest, I would say um, I haven't been very hopeful since about Saturday um, that things would progress. I was sort of Thursday or Friday. I expected uh, Hamza Chowdhury would be an absolute nailed on signing. Um, I think a lot of people out there expected that in the football world, um, including people at Leicester, um, including people in his around the player himself. I think they expected he would already be any Newcastle United player um, today. Um, that hasn't happened yet, but that is one of the deals let I'm it, let it believe that, that they are chasing in these final hours of the window, having seemingly ruled themselves out of, of that chase at around 10, 11am 10, this morning. Yeah, I mean, you know, we didn't
0: expect a great deal, Liam, to be perfectly honest. I think what really, um, you know, sticks a dagger through the hearts of Newcastle fans is seeing the likes of Salomon Rondon, you know, completing moves to Everton to to team up a game with Rafa and I just think it's, you know, I, I've just put a tweet out before we came on air and said, you know, this is pretty similar to the season that we signed Shefty Coochie to replace Andy Carroll, you know, and we we sell a player for £35 million. we bring in Shefty Coochie, uh, you know, to replace him, it, it just has that kind of feeling, you know, we've, We've hung on to the players we wanted to hang on to. We got rid of some dead wood. I think a lot of us expected getting rid of some dead wood would mean that we would be able to bring in other players. But all it really seems to have done is, and I'm not criticising it, we brought in Joe Willock. We're all very happy about that. Um, still lacking a bit of match fitness. But, you know, the guy did well last season, came in. Um, But even that was tinged with this statement by Bruce, where he said, you know... <laughs> You know, we wanted to bring him in on loan. We didn't really want to sign him, but we had to, you know, we were forced into that. And, you know, do you get the impression perhaps today that Steve Bruce has, I don't know, knocked on the door of Mike Ashley today and said, Come on, because I think we all felt early on, Craig Hope put a tweet out, I think it was before lunchtime. He yeah, said, yeah. Business done. That's it You know The plane the plane Or helicopter Or whatever it was That was booked in To bring Choudry up From Leicester Had been cancelled And it didn't look As if um, there was going To be any more business But do you think There's been something Gone on behind the scenes Maybe he's rattled the cage And said look I, I can't I can't do the impossible and I, I need more bodies in
1: Look I think it's we're going to get into, like, I, I like talking about this thing, but we'll get into the complexities of all that now when we address what I think might have happened today. And I think you've probably hit the nail on the head there, Steve. And, and I'm not, a, I'm, I'm far from a Steve Bruce apologist. Um, do I feel sorry for the situation that he finds himself in today? Haven't expected him being told he would probably get the Chowdhury deal and a and, and, and other. that, um, some would say yes. Some would say you feel sorry for for him, um, having been almost promised that and then not got, not got it. He knew what he was signing up to when he got this job. He wouldn't be in the job if it wasn't a difficult job. He isn't the first manager at Newcastle United who's been promised things and hasn't been given them and has found transfers really difficult to do. Um, do I feel sorry for him? What I'll say is no. And the reason I say no is effectively it, it, it's it's the job Um, And I think he decided that he would put all of his eggs in one basket with Joel Willock. And he was the one, probably, I can't say for definite. It seemed to be emanating from him briefing at the start of the summer that the budget wasn't really there. There wasn't a lot of budget. Put all of his eggs in one basket with Joel Willock. Didn't expect to get him permanently. Thought it would be a loan deal. Pushed and pushed and pushed. Had to be a permanent deal. When he said, OK, let's get him on a permanent deal. If you're willing to do it, you see, he was the happiest man alive. He really was the way he went on his press conferences, but he knew at that moment, and this is where it comes in for me. And it isn't, this is why I don't feel sorry for him today And him scrabbling around, having to try and get more. He deserves, not him. The team needs more. He, need, he needs more today. They need more players to through the door, strengthening in key areas. But he knew when you cast said, right, we'll do this deal in installments one and we'll spend your budget on it. He knew that was the end, really. That's what he was effectively agreeing to, was to say, that's the end. You're not going to get any more money. Being a manager, he's probably thought, maybe I can squeeze a bit more. It's been a really, really tough one. And, and fair play and credit to him if he does manage to squeeze at least one more today. Um, I've still got my doubts whether they will get anything done, as I mentioned earlier. But some have said, say, feel sorry, and I get that, because he needs more. And he hasn't really been backed. There hasn't been a lot of money this summer. But I, I kind of also think, could he have maybe... Look, he went all in for Joe Willock and I was all for it. I think Joe Willock's a, a good player, a good signing for Newcastle to make. But if he'd known that was going to be his full budget, which he did, could he have maybe decided, you know what, I can't do this. I can't do Joe Willock on a permanent deal. I'm going to have to do some wheeling and dealing. Because there are a lot of managers out there who would have cut their losses with that deal. But what i'm saying is he knew when that deal got done that it would probably be the end because it was the budget that he'd been spoken to about and that was what it blew it they weren't expecting to have to pay for him in that kind of fit that kind of figure up front and they did um that's not a credit to the club it's the type of business you're casting it you should be doing two and three occasions every summer um and at least once every window twice every window should be doing those kinds of deals especially when the stagger payments which that one is there's no reason not to do it um but I have some sympathy, but I don't necessarily feel sorry for him as a concept, simply because I think that's part of management. If you're told this is what you've got mate, and you're going to get yourself really upset when you've already spent what you've got, you know, it's, it doesn't quite wash. Now I'm with him on that. I think he should have got more. There is a scope for Newcastle United to, to invest. To, to do um, staggered deals, um, to squeeze a little bit more money out of things. Um, they I think they could have been – I don't think they're – as a football club in terms of transfers, they're not agile enough. They don't move quickly. They don't do things um, in a clever nature, which allows them to squeeze bits out of money here and there. They're not the quickest at doing that kind of thing. And I think that's a criticism of the club and the hierarchy and the way that it's all set up. But Steve Bruce knew that if he got Joe Willock and it was never going to be a loan deal in the end, it was always a permanent one. Um, If they went and got Willock in that permanent deal, then he probably wouldn't get anything else. Um, I think he's probably just had the old manager's hat on, hoping that he could maybe squeeze and, as you say, rattle a few cages and come back with maybe one or two more signings, which they need, use the pressure for it to build. And and obviously it's probably in his favour in a weird kind of way that, that the first four games haven't gone in their favour and it looks a bit um, precarious after the first four games. Um, Maybe he's used that a little bit. I don't know that as a fact. But what I do know is that that I don't believe that Steve Bruce thought Newcastle United were uh, done for business Um, as of this morning. um, I think he was of the mind that Hamza Chowdhury, which I'm led to believe, up um, opened, until opened very recently I, I don't know the very latest At this point Things could have changed As I've been away do, de- Dealing with this as well I'll keep um, an eye on
0: Twitter So you know If there is things, anything things,
1: I'll yeah, give you a shout So, so, so my, my understanding Of the Chowdhury one Was that And I wrote this last week Is that it would probably Go up to the, the wire But there was a feeling On all on all sides And that's coming from The manager uh, Around the player Around uh, the Leicester camp that, that this deal would get done um, this time, it was it was done in January. Um, the same deal was done in January. Um, Brendan Rogers was the one who pulled the plug that time. Uh, this time around, the deal's been done all sides. Um, Leicester, probably the less happy this time of all of the parties because I think they, uh, Brendan Rogers knows that there was a stopgap to make sure he had cover in that position. That's why he kept Chowdhury last season. Um, it wasn't because he saw a long-term future for uh, the player at Leicester in um, this time they wanted to sell him they wanted to recoup some money and add to their own budget maybe a 10 or 12 million pound deal somewhere which is probably about fair for a player of his ability also a player that I do believe improves Newcastle United's midfield lot I think he brings in athleticism and he brings a, a physicality to this side that, that they haven't really got in that department um, do I think he's an upgrade on Isaac Hayden? definitely um, that would be my opinion um, doesn't say I'm right. Doesn't say I'm wrong. But what I would say is, will that deal get done now? It's all in place. It's all ready. The player wants to come. Leicester are ready to let him go. Can you cast United bend enough to to squeeze that little bit out of the 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 coffers, which which shouldn't be as empty as what as what they say they are? Um. Can they do that? Look, I, I've got grave doubts they'll be able to do anything in the next four and a half hours. But. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a Newcastle United fan as well. I think any signings we get through the door is better than nothing. I think it does need to improve. We do need to roll the dice and change things around. And, and I'm not going to tell you sit here and say that Hamza Chowdhury is suddenly going to turn Newcastle United's midfield from a one that that probably deserves to be somewhere at the top end of the Championship, bottom end of the Premier League, into one that's all of a sudden going to turn into a top four side. That's not what Hamza Chowdhury is, nor is anybody expecting it to be. But do I believe he's better than certain personnel in there at the moment? Absolutely. The other one that, that, that they are talking with and trying to do is Kamara, the lad from Marseille, um, who's a, who's also a, a midfielder. I'm led to believe defensively minded as well. And I'm not going to lie to anybody out there and say I've seen a lot of the lad. I'm not going to lie to anybody and say I've seen any of them. But obviously I've seen little bits that I've had to check out. Um, looks a talented boy. Looks a really talented boy. Um, doesn't sound like he's particularly keen to come to Cast United. Um, and I'm not going to criticise the lad for that. It's hardly the best, the best place to be walking into. It's Looking at it from a distance, all you have to do is look at the league table last season, look at the league table this season, look at the standard of players, and he'll look and say, do I really want to be a part of that? That's absolutely understandable. It'll be interesting to see what happens, whether Marcy allow the player to leave. Um, I've got doubts about that as well. Um, I think the lad wants to go, but whether he'll come here is another thing altogether um we'll have to wait and see how that develops but there are a couple of irons in the fire look I've, I've heard the the um cameron carter vickers one um come up again today um little rumors from across the pond and other places that that could be one that was rekindled doesn't sound like the injury that he had i think he suffered it about two and a half weeks ago in europe doesn't sound that that that's particularly an issue um, and I believe that he's out and about uh, training, out on the grass, etc. It isn't too far away from coming back. So I think he's a he's a player that, that it could possibly happen. But again, they're in a market here today where uh Tottenham Hotspur have got no intention of keeping Cameron Carter Vickers around the first team squad. They want Rid if they can get Rid, but they want to recoup some money as well. They want to get you sort of five, six million pounds for a player who Grave doubts about his Premier League quality. Is he good enough to play in the Premier League? He had a couple of patchy he's had a patchy spell in the championship. He's had a decent spell in the championship. He's done a bit of both. It's certain loan spells. Um do I think he's do I think he's he's a potential signing? I think Celtic were at, at the head of the queue the last time I checked, but it's another possibility. There are that they are scrabbling around a little bit at the moment. Um I've got some news about some outgoings that, that, that potentially could be. We've seen the Emil Craft stuff um I think that will be dependent on on if they can get a player in and that's where the Cameron Carter pick thing might come into the equation but that's absolutely far from certain that they allow allow Emil craft to go at this late stage um, a little bit further down the food chain I tweeted that out before um I know it seems to gain a lot of, a lot of interest probably because of the, the South American element and um, it certainly doesn't search search engines etc and people looking on our websites uh, Rodrigo Vilca is the player that was signed last year Peruvian lad um yeah. I'm letting to believe that he's heading out on loan. Um be interesting to check it may well already be out, but the the, the 23s playing the uh Papa John's trophy today. They played Sheffield Wednesday, and I'm letting to believe that he won't be in that squad because um there could be a deadline day loan move in the offing for him. Um I'm suggesting it's probably going to be somewhere in the football league, but it's a type of lad at his age, he's gonna to have to go out and prove himself. He's decent. Um, anybody who's seen him will probably know that he's okay, had a bad injury uh, things haven't quite gone the way he would have wanted is he Premier League quality? Uh, not at the moment, absolute mile away so it's one where they're just going to have to send him out give him a couple of loans and, and hope that that develops um, uh, Oshie McKinney, um is another one uh, he's, I think he's away with the Republic uh, 21s at the moment um, he cast an under-23 defender I expect he'll sign for uh, club, I think it's Green Up Morton are about to sign him. Um, so there's a few little bits, little bits of housekeeping in and around the, the squad at the moment. Um, but I know it's all focus at the moment for most people is on the, can Newcastle um improve their squad um, in the first team? And, and and there's been a lot of excuses over the last few months about why they can't, what the four keepers, the, the reluctance to have more than 25 players who are eligible in the squad and um, they don't want to be oversubscribed in that department haven't actually done some considerable um trimming of the of the fat in the last um th- few months probably since January really trimming off Aaron's Yedlin who wasn't going to sign a new contract um trimming off uh, Atsu Lazar Saive Muto uh, Lejeune who wasn't who was a year out from his contract and Steve Bruce didn't rate um they've trimmed a bit of the fat that wasn't really going to be a part of the squad um, and I think they're reluctant to walk down that avenue of, of filling it out again, but it's absolute lunacy to me. I mean, what? See so yes, See so you're gonna you're gonna penny pinch to the point where you don't want to carry 27 players when you can have 25, but you're gonna flirt a relegation when you might send two or three players. It'll make you safe. It's it's just it's just ridiculous. Um, really, really, really odd uh, tactics. But look, it's not something we're, we're not used to. We're used to at this football club. <laughs> Um, transfer windows don't tend to be uh, positive experiences In the Mike Ashley era um, But fingers crossed they can do something in the next couple of hours Look, I think I think with such low expectations on a day like this If Newcastle United fans could see them at least make a goal And, and sign one um, to improve We'll be better than we were before at least And at least he can make an argument to say Look, we're maybe not weaker as a squad than what we were last season
0: Keith Downey's just reporting on Twitter he doesn't think there's any truth in the Kamara links, thought the only uh, one there was slight potential for the day was Chaudhry on loan, Uh, but he says noises from Newcastle have always been that they're finished for incomings we'll see, we'll see Uh, Luke Edwards seems to be a bit more uh, confident, he's like you, he feels there's another um, you know, a couple bubbling away. Nothing definite. Nothing a hundred percent. But you know, no, there's, be, there's, been, there's been movement. He, he says. And I, I guess the only other news to come today, other than Santiago uh, San Munoz arriving, um, was that Graham Jones has stepped down from his temporary role as coach of England, which was planned uh, pre Euros.
1: Yeah, the, the thing is that the, the club have been quite clear and are briefing early doors this morning that there wouldn't be any incomings today. Um, I know that hasn't gone down well. Um, with the manager etc so look I, like I said I've, I've reiterated through this we're talking transfers but I've reiterated, reiterated, reiterated from the start there saying look do I think they will I think they would be really hard pushed to do anything Um I think the Chowdhury deal is ready and there for them if they want to take it but will they take it I'm not sure Um and I've said I've said I think I've said it on Twitter as well that I'd be really surprised if they can get any deals done between now and 11pm but he has to hoping because I think I think it would be a it wouldn't be the first time we've finished a deadline day in, in a real negative. But this has been a a really uneventful um, summer with regards to Cast United. And I think looking back over the the final weeks of the season, you always want to win games, but they probably overperformed. Um, they probably overperformed at the back end last season. It's been potentially one of the worst enemies for the manager who's been fighting his corner trying to get players through the door is that 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 most will probably look at it and say they're good enough to steal. They're probably good enough to push further up the way they performed in the last seven or eight games of the season last season. But I think everybody who watched those seven or eight games with any football now would understand that it was a bit of a flash in the pan and it wasn't necessarily going to translate through um to this season and it really hasn't. It's been um it's been it's been pretty there's been slight improvements in certain metrics with regards to creating chances and things like that, but there's been some really, really poor um, drop-offs in other metrics, such as the really basic one of conceding goals. So, and I think I think that, that was the case with Joe Willock as well. And look, I think Joe Willock's a good signing for Newcastle United, um, but they're probably overpaid for him by 10 million. I think, you know, it, it, it's it's just the fact of the way it is. Everyone thinks they've got a bargain at 25, but I think they're probably overpaid by 10 million. I've been saying that for weeks. Um, it's just because of the way he performed at the back end of last season that his, his price really jumped up and he became such a crucial part of that Newcastle United midfield three. Um, and, and I still think he can be if they stick with this system. Um, but there's a lot of work needed on this system, and that's you come on to the, the Graham Jones thing. And, and look, I don't think he's exactly the savior of Newcastle United, but God, he's got his work cut out if they're going to make the best of this system. The last, the last uh, transfer window. That we saw, uh, sorry, international break that we saw before the end of the season, saw that um, immediate sort of switch in formation in Newcastle United. Um, it went from the the split strikers, which a lot of people were critical of, and they're probably overplayed by four or five games, to this new uh, five-three-two-three-five-two, whatever you might want to call it, um, and, and it had a big impact. And that was that was where the upsurge in fortunes came. We're going to need something similar in this this um, little break, international break now, and it's a good thing that Graham Jones at least is going to be around the place rather than um, flying off to St George's Park, etc. Which, at the end of the day, England England are going to will qualify Touchwood for the next tournament at an absolute canter. Newcastle United will they stay in the Premier League? I don't think it'll be the same sort of level of uh, cantering going on at Newcastle United. I think it'll be a real struggle this season.
0: As always, we like to take your questions. I'm going to give uh, a plug to the sponsors first before we come to Ben Smith's question because I have a feeling we'll have uh, a few long answers from Liam on some of the ones you've pinged in. So big thank you to SpiderVPN. Uh, for all your internet protection, please Google SpiderVPN. It comes up at the top of your internet search. Uh, they can protect your passwords, your photos, and everything on your computer. Just Google SpiderVPN. The lads can help you out. Also, a big shout-out to skipsandbins.com, sponsoring us again in September, along with uh, Spider VPN. Telephone 0800 25 45 25 3. Enquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Also, thank you to LNG Family Funeral Directors 0191 7245 and to Darren Baldwin Funerals, or 478 or Darren at Darren Baldwin Funerals. co. UK or www.DarrenBaldwinFunerals.co.uk, UK, which is the website. Uh, Shout out to John who's in the chat from qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Wolvesend in Newcastle and uh, the guy who runs our nufcmatters.com website and a big shout out to John as well from Jab Signature who uh, is bringing out his new range of boxing training gear. Uh, Get on your jab signature on Twitter. You'll be able to check out his videos. First time visitor to the uh, channel. Subscribe. Hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner. And that's it. You can subscribe for free. uh, Seven shows a week still. Hit the thumb up to like the video, which over 70 have already tonight. I've got over 470 watching tonight. We never take that for granted. So thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, Also click share to share it to your social media Dead easy Share it to your Twitter or your Facebook Help us build our community And uh, drop into the comment box to talk to like-minded Newcastle fans Got a great bunch in there A lot of regulars And uh, always great to hear and uh, see what they have got to say If you are into your podcasts uh, We're also on there iTunes, Spotify, Podbean and everything else Uh, So if you miss a show, you can catch up when you're out and about in your car or walking the dog. Uh, Don't forget as well, give a sub to our good friends at uh, Loaded Mag. Uh, You can subscribe there. They're trying hastily to get to 1,000 subscribers. Please give the lads a support. A lot of them come on here and help me out as well, uh, like to Daz and Martin and Pete and Chris. Uh, So please give the lads a subscription. Always great content on there. And uh, well worth a visit And um, don't forget as well Got a couple of events coming up And uh, the tickets are now on sale on the website An evening with Gavin Peacock Friday the 29th of October uh, That is at the Townside Irish Centre In Newcastle uh, Tickets are now on sale in the shop section At newcastlelegends.com and uh, the food bank charity Christmas do, which was postponed from last year, is going ahead. And uh, we sold out with 80 tickets, but now that COVID's restrictions are lifted, it means we can get more in. So those tickets are back up on sale for 12 pound. With the proceeds going to the food bank, which is uh, going to be a cracker night. We've got nearly 100 people coming to that now. Superman is going to be the guest speaker. On the night. Uh, while I'm on as well, please give at protest NUFC a follow. They are having a meeting at the Townside Irish Centre on Thursday, and uh, that is at seven o'clock. Uh, they are going to talk about the way ahead for supporters, and of course, been a lot of disharmony uh, over the last 15 months online. Those guys are hoping to try and pull things together and uh, unite the fan base. Good luck, lads and lasses. Uh, I'm sure you'll do a cracking job uh, being there, done it. Got the T-shirt, and uh, it's great to see some new faces and younger people coming through and seizing the initiative. And tomorrow, uh, I am working in London, so I won't be on live, but I did a pre-record today with Lee Clark. I know a lot of people were keen on knowing uh, why Bobby uh, Clark had gone to Liverpool. Uh, Well, Lee gives us the full inside story uh, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. Um, and find out why Bobby chose uh, Anfield instead of St James's Park. Great crack with Lee, as always. Great chat with him and uh, he answered all the questions that people put in on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, let's get back to your questions, folks, and um, I will Go to Ben Smiths because it is. It isn't about transfers. He's. he's just want to know. There's a bit of a rumor flying around about Steve Bruce not going into the dressing room at half halftime. Liam, um, I know we had a a pint on Sunday night and a, a bit of a catch up, and um, I asked you the same question. But any more since the weekend on that? You know, any any more? You know, uncovered.
1: No, it's not. It's not one that I'd heard. But I've got no reason to doubt. Um, doubt the lads are tuned for change. Um, but it's not one I'd heard. It's quite quite an incredible thing, really, isn't it, um, when you see that? But I don't know. I can't I can't verify that, to be honest. Um, like I
0: said to you, if you didn't go in, you know, sometimes managers do that. You know, sometimes managers choose. And I said it to Mick Lowe's on, on uh, Sunday when we did uh, our chat as well. You know, managers do things in different ways. Sometimes a manager goes in and throws teacups around like Jim Smith used to do. Um, sometimes managers... You know, give the strong silent treatment because the the players are expecting a a bollocking and they don't get one, and sometimes that has an effect. Sometimes people go in and give like a Winston Churchill type speech. So you know, it's horses for courses. It depends what you've done in your previous, you know, your previous managerial half time team talk. But ultimately, it paid off because Newcastle were bloody awful. They couldn't have got much worse. In the first half, second half, it came out firing on all cylinders, and, and you know almost got three points. So yeah, it's a strange one. I think we can put that one to bed, though. Liam's heard nothing, and I would say that you know Liam probably would have picked up on that had it uh, had it happened. Carl James says, "Where's the money gone?" I don't for one second believe that a club of our side, which is supposed to be established Premier League club, is unable to compete with the likes of Leeds, Norwich, and Brentford. You better believe it, Carl. Um, where's the money gone? You know, it's a question we've been asking for for months and years and, and I'm afraid ultimately um, we'll only find out when Mike Ashley leaves the club where the money's gone. Um, it's, well, the it's, though,
1: it's the model it's the model that they use and it's it's inexplicable. There isn't any reasons to why they have this bizarre model whereby um, they, they're just really reluctant to to have any borrowing within the club, uh, reluctant to do anything um, as we've seen the Joe Willick deal, reluctant to do it over installments reluctant to do anything where you're lending off future revenues etc and you've seen some clubs come up and and they're effectively doing that they're lending off future revenues they expect the money to come in it will come in whether they steal it or not um, and they're spending accordingly um you're casting eight, it's just running a totally different idea if the money drops in the bank which it will eventually the money should be there next summer so there should be money to spend next summer um but the way things are at the moment, because the money didn't drop in the bank, with uh, the reduced commercial revenues, etc., then then it just it's it's a pain in the backside for everybody. But that's just the way he runs his football clubs, and and the lack of lending is is the 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 really annoying thing because I think you can you can you could have got players through, and you cast could have made more of budgets that they've got if they sort of buy in an instalments and and lend, etc. But they, they never do. Um, apart from this one-off with Willock, which is what Bruce was really referring to when he talked about they broke all of the transfer rules. That just, that's more of an insight into the idea that they don't normally buy anything on tick. They'll always make sure that they pay things up front, which is something that I think we've known for a few years now. Frustrating, frustrating for everybody. And I think uh, Steve Bruce finds himself frustrated at the moment too. Yeah, no surprise there. Anybody
0: would be frustrated under this uh, owner. Uh, beat says a uh, question for Steve and Liam. Uh, you can answer this, Liam. Is there any truth in uh, the report servicing regarding Emerson?
1: No idea. Emerson who? I don't know. Not the guy <laughs> who used to have the uh, the Keegan-like
0: uh, well, wet perm in Middlesbrough.
1: Ah, no, him? No, no idea. <laughs>
0: yeah. Keith Rose says, shades of 2012-2013 transfer window and the only deal NUFC did was for Veron and Nita. That season, Newcastle finished 24 points and 11 places worse off than in 2011-12. Yeah, I mean, we can all draw comparisons. Um, Was it Dumbaya um, that uh, centre-forward was signed or Dumbaya? My pronunciation is absolutely atrocious for for, for some of these players. But you know who I mean, the centre-forward who looked about 40 yeah. Um, I think we're saying him transfer deadline day, didn't we? That's another comparison you could probably have, but uh, yeah, awful. And again, Philip, you know, a lot of people saying the same thing: what has happened to the money received from finishing thirteenth last season? Has actually kept it himself and not put it back into the club for transfers. Again, he's using the, he's using the, you know, the fact that there's still, you know, potentially an ongoing takeover, isn't he? He's, he's not not going to invest, but I think that's why the Willick transfer was such a surprise.
1: Yeah. I if you ask me where the money's gone it's there is always in these things as everybody knows, there's a lot of clever accounting goes on et etc but um, look I think I think when there's money in the bank they do spend it um, and it just so happens with like I say commercial what their briefing is and have been since about January is what the massive drop in commercial revenues um, really impacted them um, it impacted everybody else. But other clubs have either got benefactors. I've mentioned this on the show before. They've either got benefactors or willing to take that hit for the club to continue moving in the correct direction. Um, or they have financial models whereby lending isn't such a uh, such a negative word. Um, and they will lend against future earnings at the football club. Um, Newcastle doesn't have either of those things. Um, Mike Ashley only ever becomes a benefactor when Newcastle get relegated. Um, they never, ever strengthen From a position of strength and i'm not saying they're in a position of strength this summer but there was a real opportunity for them to uh transform this summer and i I stand by this i absolutely believe it you had a lot of players who they could have let go they had aging players now i'm not going to sit here and say i think all should have went but some of the contracts that they've handed out at the back end of last season and this season even going back to contracts to john Going back to con- uh, contracts to Isaac Hayden and others, um, a lot of mistakes made. Jacob Murphy is a big contract. Um, Fabian Shaw, another bit of a strange one. Uh, Federico Fernandez, I kind of understand. Um, I probably would have done the same. Uh, Kieran Clark, looking bizarre by the week. Um, and Dwight Gale, the worst one of the lot. Um, and I think that's where. Steve Bruce, when he talks a lot about this, and you probably heard him say in the last few press conferences where he talks about um, championship trading, as he keeps describing it, and saying that nobody spent any money. UCassian United this summer, in my opinion, expected both Matt Ritchie and Dwight Gale to go to the championship. I think they expected both of those deals to happen. They probably thought Jeff Hendrick would maybe head the same way and possibly Kieran Clark as well. The thing they didn't equate for in this man, this master plan, grand plan that they have about shifting players on and, and being able to bring others in, was that um, nobody in the championship spent any money. No, it, nobody's they, they they all they're all kind of working on the same idea that Mike Ashley does. If the money's not there, they're not spending it because they haven't had that commercial revenue. The further you go down, less TV. It affects a lot more than it does in the Premier League. Um, so you've not been able, you've not had Bournemouth come back with the five, six million that Newcastle were looking for um, for Matt Ritchie, which, again, is probably ludicrous for his age, to be honest. And look, I'm not saying I would have happily got rid of Matt Ritchie. I still think he's decent, creates chances. not always my favourite player, but I think they expected that would happen. I think the player expected that, and I think the club did. Um, Dwight Gale, they've given, him a new, they've given the lad a new contract. He'll not even kick a ball barely this season. It's absolutely criminal. They've given him a new contract because they thought they could ship him out the door for a little bit of money. It's absolutely ludicrous. There was no point in giving the lad a new contract because they're not going to be able to shift him. It's just put themselves in the same position that they've had for the last few years, whereby they're asking a ridiculous fee for a player um, and clubs won't take the player on the contract that he's on, even though he took it or supposedly took a slight reduction. They won't do that with paying a fee. Now, Dwight Gale probably would have been better off if he took, a, took a, a contract elsewhere and left for free. He probably would have got a decent-ish contract and, and, and got a, a really a long one and played football. But the lad wanted to stay, of course, and was down to that carrot and, and, and has ended up being here. And, and we're now stuck with a striker, it's, it's very reminiscent of the Andy Carroll situation last season, um, where we're stuck with a striker who really won't play. Um, I, I would be surprised if Dwight Gale, unless necessity comes in, and, and the two, the three or four up front who probably are ahead of him um, in the pecking order um, get injured or suspensions or COVID, which is still a possibility, um, then Dwight Gale might play games. But it's kind of an Andy Carroll mark too from last season. And I just can't believe they've put themselves in this position, trying to play like a what-we-have-we-hold kind of position on that squad. Um, I would have seen this as a real opportunity to go out and transform Newcastle United. But what they've done is they've decided to hang on to a group. And it's a lot of the fringe players who aren't improving the side, some of them still from the championship season, that they're just hanging on to for the sake of hanging on to them. This was an opportunity to maybe t- take things on a level. Look, every signing, you might try and replace Fabian Shaw with another player and it might not work. But then you might replace Kieran Clark with one and it will work. They'll not all be bad and they'll not all not come off. Um, I think they could have done a lot more this summer. But I, think, I don't think as a football club that agile enough in the transfer market. I don't think as, as a football club they've been progressive enough in their thinking. And I think that's why we find ourselves on transfer deadline day looking at the absolute status quo. Um, and looking at a squad that, that isn't short on numbers but looks devoid of quality in certain departments. And certainly after watching the first four games looks like you need a serious rethink in terms of tactics as well.
0: Yeah that's the problem uh, Tactics uh, certainly are not uh, Steve Bruce's strong point uh, Tom Lynch uh, Breaking news He says he's heard We're signing jack shit From Bayern out <laughs> Put that on Newcastle Castle well, World
1: Ah well uh, You know it might, it might do a decent story We'll have to wait And see how that one develops yeah, Mark Vicker says Am I right
0: in thinking That Mike Ashley's made Over one billion From Sky Money And basically spent out
1: Possibly over the years I think the club's probably made that, yeah, over the years. I'm not missing Mike Ashley, but, yeah, the club the club probably has, yeah. Uh,
0: Dave Harrison says, it was clear on Saturday that fitness levels are very, very poor. Do
1: you think that the training isn't, isn't up to it? Do you think we're lacking
0: in that department?
1: Um, I think it's one that's always been levelled at them under Bruce. So I don't know if it, they do necessarily look the fittest. I think the balance of the game, the way it went, it, you know... Was it a fitness thing? Because they were absolutely out, they were played off the park for half an hour in the first her first half. I think more than fitness, it was probably a quality thing um, and, a, and a tactics thing and, and a better manager coming up against a lesser manager, um, a more organised team, um, more athletic team, definitely more athletic, moved the ball better. Was it a fitness thing? Well, I suppose it was a fitness thing. I think the Castellanet scored both two goals in the second half. One of them was in the 90th minute. Is that fitness? I don't know. It's not, like they, it's not like they died a death at the end. Yes, um, holding on to the lead, there was a lot of balls given away. There was a lot of loose possession, which these kind of mistakes happen when you have a physical uh, physically people are tiring. Mentally, they'll tire at the same time and make more errors, of course. Um, but yeah, I, I actually agree with the point in general that do they look the fittest? No, I don't think they do. Um, was that a massive factor on Saturday? I just think they were played off the park by a better team. Um, who, who in the games previous, even though they always haven't had great results, I that look a better team than Newcastle United. I don't think there's any doubt about that.
0: No, I think you're uh, right. Lots of comments coming in, um, so many that we're not going to get through them all. But Clark he says, Football scouts working for Newcastle must be the hardest job in the world. Every player you recommend won't be signed. Lee Clark talks in depth about that tomorrow night, so you'll hear about that at six o'clock. Jordy Sancaster says, You can't keep playing wingers as wing backs, they can't defend. I'd rather have full backs who can attack but defend better. We've got two weeks to work on four, two, three, one. Why not? What's your thoughts on that?
1: So my thoughts on it are mixed. Um I don't necessarily look, there's a lot of talk of systems. I don't necessarily think four, two, three, one's a way forward. I potentially could I think there is a case to try it, but I think things can be done with this system if you play certain players in certain positions. I don't think the I don't think the two fullbacks. I think you can possibly get away with one. You can't get away with both. Neither of them can defend properly, and it's causing problems all over the pitch. Um, the midfield three isn't right either. Um, Miguel Almiron looks like a lost little boy in this system. I'm sorry. He's doing a lot of running around, a lot of pressing, but not a lot of positive stuff with the ball. I mean, is that what he's in there for? There was a lot of time and space for the right-back on Saturday, and it took them about 35 minutes to realise that Almiron just needed to drop out there and close that gap up because it was embarrassing the way he had the run on the right-hand side. There needs to be a rethink. There needs to be uh, players who can play positions um, rather than just they're in there on name. I think Almiron is in there because he's a good player. And I like Almiron, but I think he's in there for that reason. He's shoehorned into a team where this system does not suit him in the slightest. Um, Joe Willock needs to be coached more. Still a young lad. Might be a £25 million player. He needs to be coached better. Um, He's not given any cover to the players on his outside He's allowing it to be a constant overlap on on Jacob Murphy's side. Now, that's no excuse for Murphy because I've often said that Matt Ritchie can't defend for Toffee, and I think that's right, but he, he's a 10 times better defender at times than what Jacob Murphy is. The positions that Murphy's been getting himself in the last last few weeks. Um, so easy to play against, so easy to stand up um, and take on. Um, quite often, far, just five yards far too far forward, leaving a big, huge gap. Um in behind him and in that. Look, if you play Newcastle United, I think it's obvious now I'm not a tactic, a tactician. I'm not a master at this kind of art. A lot of people out there might be, but I'm not. But I'll just watch Newcastle United and see if I'm going to play against them. I'm, I'm exploiting that gap in behind the full-backs are always two, five, five yards too far forward. And the centre-halves are always five yards too far in. There's a big, huge gap against Newcastle United. You've seen Adam Armstrong run straight through it for the penalty the only one. In the ninety-sixth minute, ninety-fifth minute, or whatever it may be, it's that gap between between uh, whoever it may be, Shaw and Murphy, um, Fernandez and Murphy, or maybe on the other side, uh, Shaw and, and Richie and, and whoever, or Fernandez and Richie, whoever, whichever side they they'll operate from on that particular day. Huge gaps, huge problems, um, and it all kind of comes between them two channels on the right and the left-hand side, in my opinion, which could be solved largely by changing Almiron, In my in my really basic opinion. Um, for a player more suited, for an actual centre midfielder who knows how to do the role, because um, it is a different role to what he's used to playing. He wants to be playing much further forward. Um, and then also change the two fullbacks, if not at, le- at least one of them. And I think Javier Manquillo would probably be a good shout to come in on the right hand side, headed Jacob Murphy.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, Tim Cairn says, Question Liam, what's the timeline on a loan signing generally? Surely
1: no time now. Uh, no nah, I think deals can be deals can be done pretty quickly, to be honest. If if, if there's will on all sides, um you could see a deal struck started off by eight o'clock tonight and you could see that done by eleven. Um, I don't think I don't think there's it's too late for anything. Um but as I said earlier, I do I think Newcastle United will get anything done between now and then I've got grave out uh, okay That's uh, Your answer know, to that Gale situations Like smudges On too much
0: money And not bothered Sitting on the bench Earning it Says Doug Bill says The issue is that Our team is probably One of the worst In the EPL If we avoid relegation We will be lucky Marty says The two wing backs Are the main problem They can't defend They get caught Out of position Time and time again Um, Question I'm going To ask you Um, I guess From the weekend's game, Liam, is just about Callum Wilson. Any news on him? Because he went off injured in the 69th minute, replaced by Joe Linton, who, to be fair, uh, played a little part in the goal. Um, But bad news whenever Callum Wilson goes down and he got a little bit of treatment in the first half. um, What's the news on him?
1: Well, It doesn't seem like it's a a really serious problem. It's a thigh problem. Um, but It could potentially see him miss one or two games. Um, i think we'll have to wait and see it's one of those that they've had to let us let settle down and see how it see how it develops i don't i think we'll probably maybe get some news uh, towards the weekend but at this stage it's too too early to tell but i don't think by the soundings that it's a really really bad one but we'll wait and see any news on the goalkeeper situation because
0: obviously uh col is, is still long term covid and is still out with that injury um you know, Woodman again. I felt you know he's, he's making inroads. He played a little bit better again on Saturday, um, but obviously the only other player we have is, is is Gillespie. So I mean, you know, what is the situation? Any good news on the goalkeeping situation? Uh,
1: the news on the goalkeeper situation is, as we stand at the moment, the the four of them are probably going to be named in the squad, the twenty-five pr- uh, man Premier League squad, which is quite incredible, really. Um, but the the way things stand at the moment, you would have to name uh all four because you have to name a, a squad if you've got the, you have to name a player if he's eligible and in the squad you can't leave somebody out um so the fact is they've got four eligible goalkeepers and they've got 21 outfield eligible players um if you take for example vilka out the situation um who had, like i said earlier in the show anybody who missed that they'll expect him to leave potentially this evening on loan um yeah, they, they've got that all four will be in the squad. Uh, Martin Dubravka, um, we all know, it has got an issue with with the operation that he had. Um, a little bit of uh, he got a, an infection um, in the wound, and uh, that's kept him back. We're expecting him to return. We're probably looking at mid-October um, at the moment, and then we're looking at Carl Darlow is a one that the the doctor. Club I was uh, producing a report for Steve Bruce this weekend, uh, just gone, to see whether he'd be available. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's one of the ones where he's back, he's had to do a lot of training because he lost a lot of uh, body weight, muscle, uh, a lot of, he, he missed so much training, um, so much activity in general, that he's going to have to take his time on coming back. Um, but I don't think Darlow... Dolo's one of those that, that, that it would be no, no shock if suddenly he turns up um, and he's on the bench at Manchester United or, or, or whatever it may be. But it could also be one that, that he might not be back till the end of September or October. Because it's one of those that they're, they're really cautious with, having had the likes of uh, Fede Fernandez really struggle, Kieran Clark really struggle, Alan St-Maximin get hit with COVID twice and really struggle on one particular occasion. They've had players who it has taken them a fair bit of time to get over these these issues that they've had. Um, and I think they're just reluctant to put a timescale on dollar and say, look, you should be back by X, Y, and Z, uh, simply because um, they, they've been burnt with that in the past, that, that sometimes it's taking these lads, even though they're fit and healthy and young, um, it's taking them a little bit of time to get over this this um, COVID, really. It's, it's it's a strange, strange situation. Um, uh, condition. Thank a lot. Anybody who's had it will know that if it, it hits you like a ton of bricks, it hit me like a ton of bricks, um, and I know it has done for other people um, that we know. Steve, it's hit. It sometimes hits people like a ton of bricks, and it's the same for footballers. It's hit them. Some of them really, really hard, and, and I think Carl Dalo has been in that um, in that category. Uh, Joe Walker is just wondering if you're going to cover the the protest meeting on Thursday. I've had conversations with people who are involved, um, and and it may well be the case that I'm there. So I'll wait and see. I'm not going to 100% commit to being there, but um, yeah, I'm very very interested to see what's what's to be said on Thursday night. Yeah, okay. We'll come to your
0: question in a second, Mark. Just to remind people, uh, there is that big event, the Legends event. Uh, I've seen Daz from uh, Loaded Mag uh, mentioning in the chat. It is this weekend, Time Theatre. Last chance really to buy tickets is on WowChat and on Groupon. But on uh, Friday night's Fab Four show, we did say that if you subscribe to the channel, we would pick out a winner uh, from the subscribers. And uh, congratulations to Tom Dixon. You've won two VIP tickets for Saturday night, Tom. Uh, you have been our biggest supporter uh, And watched I think virtually every single show Along with probably a handful of others um, on, on, the, uh, on the timeline But uh, you were picked out uh, at random uh, From the subscribers to the channel So well done mate uh, I will contact you in due course And uh, organise how you can gain entry to the event At the weekend uh, I am going to give uh, other people an opportunity uh, Tonight though Uh, Quickly um, to win a pair of VIP tickets So uh, what you need to do is uh, Follow me on Twitter um, Or if you follow us in the Facebook group Which is of course NUFC Matters uh, You just need to answer this question Who was Newcastle United's top scorer last season? Okay So you need to tweet me At Steve Rafe On Twitter The answer Or drop your answer onto Facebook and the Facebook group is NUFC Matters. Give it a follow, drop the answer uh, on there and I will pick out another lucky winner and uh, I will announce that on the show on Thursday. So, uh, good luck. Uh, well done, Tom. I will give you a shout. Okay, Mad Mark says, uh, Liam, Steve, are you both dreading the Man United game and the return of Cristiano Ronaldo? Uh, from a Newcastle a perspective, yes. Uh,
1: yeah, I think, I think it's an ominous uh ominous game from a football fans perspective uh it's pretty special that a player of his abilities coming back to the premier league um but yeah from i'm I'm only going to look at this from a purely newcastle perspective but i'm really not i'm really not looking forward to it i am looking forward to it to be honest um you never know
0: with newcastle united that is the beauty of supporting a club like ours we might just go and spoil the party um probably not but you never know. That's the beauty of football. But I'm looking forward to it. It's a, it's a piece of history, isn't it? Ronaldo coming back. I think everybody expects him to get a hat-trick and Man United to win 5-0. But who knows? It could be it could be interesting. Um, somebody saying, what if you don't do Twitter or Facebook? Uh, OK, go for it, Chris. Put your answer in the uh, chat as well. Um, and I will pick... Uh, a winner. What I'll do is I will chuck three pairs of tickets in. So anyone who puts it in the chat, anyone puts it on Facebook, and anyone puts it on Twitter, I'll pick one from each. So there you go. Uh, and I won't take some of these first suggestions that are coming in. <laughs> Keith Patterson, good evening, mate. Uh, he says, Steve, my prediction is 16th place finished isn't safe when looking at one point in nine. No extra resources from last season's running. Do you think yours was optimistic? Wow. Um, what was yours? I just I just felt Newcastle could finish anywhere between 15th and, you know, 15th and 17th, you know. I'm I'm not I'm not too downhearted yet. It's it's only the start of the season. We're out of that bloody league cup which nobody wants to be in. I just genuinely I genuinely think there's three teams worse than Newcastle. Yeah,
1: um I I'd said 15th was my prediction and yeah, I think it's probably going to be one of those, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I would agree. I would agree. So, I mean, look, it's it's going to be interesting. Okay, we're going to have to call an end to the show tonight because Liam is a busy boy, uh, and we don't want to upset his new employers. Just give us a quick plug, uh, Liam,
1: where you can uh, be found these days. Check out down here, uh, Newcastle World, uh, Newcastle at Newcastle underscore World. Um, If you haven't already, I know plenty of you out there have. Thank you for your support. Um, If you give it a follow, as Steve gave it a plug this morning. Um, yeah just give us a follow um if you like the kind of stuff that i do there'll probably be a couple of little stories going out in the next hour or so on there so yeah check them out um, and thank you for your support everybody because it's been a really good first couple of weeks launch um, and i know a lot of you guys out there who are in the chat and and who follow this this show regularly have followed and, and been reading the stories so thank you very much
0: yeah okay great stuff uh, As I say I am off tomorrow night But uh, please tune in as always I try to leave you some gem to watch And tomorrow night's well worth the watch uh, We've got Lee Clark on And uh, as I've already said Gives us an in-depth uh, view as to why Bobby Clark Left Newcastle amongst answering your questions Should be a good one I'm sure Liam will be tuned in making a few stories for Newcastle World on there as well Liam let's hope you've got something to write about tonight Look forward to seeing you next Tuesday Take care mate
1: Cheers mate see you later